Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the Morning. Hold on just a minute. Shelly, are you there? Shelly, are you there? Brad, are you there? Oh, there we go. Okay, I had a little problem here. Well, actually, I have more than a little problem. You know, you know me. I've, I'm a big problem. <laughs> you do have big problems. I have feedback. You have feedback? Oh, yes. well, are, is that from the debate last night? Do you have a fly in your head, too? Is that is that the other thing? <laughs> What? You Is that a joke? No, you don't know the story. There was a fly on Mike Pence's head for like two minutes last night. Oh yeah, I saw the big, the big picture of it, like enhanced by twenty, and you could see his little fly eyes. Help me! Help me! <laughs> I, oh, hold on a minute. Why was that again? Not happening. Oh, why not? Hold on. <laughs> you know what? Hold on. I'm on the more, more wrong microphone again. I've got to get used to this. God, is this show off Why to don't a... Why just take the other microphone out of the studio? <laughs> is this show off to a terrible start or what? Okay. No, it's my, up to a normal start. My, we always have yeah, fun in the morning. Yeah, I always have screw-ups. And, 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 and That's not true. It is true. Here's the interesting thing, if though. If you wouldn't say anything, nobody would know that you're screwing up. I don't know about that. <laughs> I do. I don't know about that. You know what? The interesting thing is that Shelly just, I mean, you know, Shelly is just right on top of things. For example, if I said, hey, Shelly, what day is it today? She'd say. Right, I don't remember yesterday. And the only reason why I know what today is is because of my pill minder. Oh, oh you caught that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, Shel- but I can't believe you caught that. Shelly, what day is it today? Brad, I don't remember yesterday. Okay. What happened yesterday? Brad, I don't remember yesterday. How about the day before? Brad, I don't remember yesterday. How about last week? Brad, I don't remember yesterday. Okay. I got it, Shelly. You don't remember yesterday. I don't remember that one. Oh, my God. Sometimes you <laughs> you did another good one there just a couple minutes ago. <laughs> you won't repeat them. <laughs> Let me write, write I don't that. even know what it was. Four minutes in. Okay. I got to go back and pull that one later. Okay. Um I, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize because you make me laugh. I apologize because I didn't get yesterday's um, uh, yesterday's uh, podcast up because I was having too much fun pulling things out of Sh- uh, Shelley's show from yesterday. But anyway, that's a whole different story. Okay, did you watch the pulling de- things out of my what? Out of your show? Yeah, you know, you know, little quotes you make. You see, see, you say some of the, oh yeah, you say some of the damnedest things, and you don't even realize you say them. It's just to the point where it's like, whoa, there's a nugget right there. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say, Shelly Nugget. People call you and say you don't know what's coming out of that woman's mouth, don't they? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and 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 people call you and go, get that stupid dude off the air. You know what? That is not true. No one has ever called me about, except for when you were being snarky and mean. But that was a year and a half. That was ago. your daughter, and your daughter, you, mom, he's being mean to you, mom. Tell him to stop. It was. It was. Well. And then, and, and then, I don't know if you've heard this story. It was more than one person. But. Well, if you've heard the story or not, but your your son-in-law, your son-in-law, Myself? yeah, your son-in-law called me up 
way back when and said, you know what? You better knock it off, dude, because you're making my wife upset about what you're doing to my mother-in-law. And if you don't watch it, I'm going to go over and stick a fire hose in your mouth and turn it on. And I go, dude, okay, I better be good. And that's when I started to be really good because after, mm. after he threatened that, that, you know, threatened me. So I thought, I decided, okay, I'm going to be a good guy. And that lasted well, a day. Well, thank you, Sil, for sticking up for me. <laughs> Okay, so, so... I know we didn't so, do that, but so, that was cute anyway. So there's the fire hose... Or not fire hose, what am I saying? There's the fly on the head of Mike Pence. And here's the other thing. Okay, can I just make an observation? Okay. Sure. I'm so, so tired of these stupid debates, and they have the gal who was in on the gal. She was good. She ran the debate better than Mike Wallace did. But just let them talk. You know, just say, you know, just like throw a fresh piece of meat into the into the tiger ring and just say, okay, you two tigers, go Why at it. Why can't they ask her, answer any questions? That was, and, you know, that was so straightforward. They never answered, neither of them ever answered. It's just like, okay, answer, ask me a question. They show. never do. Ask me a question. Let, let's practice debate. Ask me a question. What color is the sky today, Brad? Well, Shelly, you know, I have to tell you that uh, there are things that just doesn't change in the United States, and one of those is our highway system. And, you know, if you have interstate highways, you'd think that you would have some truck drivers who would understand the zipper method, but no, they don't understand the zipper method. And you th- I think their licenses should be taken away because they're, they're, uh, they don't understand the zipper method. Did I answer your question? Hello? How come they don't make the zipper method part of the training you when know, you take your driver's license? You know, I, I was heading into St. Charles last night. I was out and about, and I was heading into St. Charles uh, on 70, where they got it narrowed down from five lanes to three toward the Blanchett Bridge. I was going to uh, Caleb's uh, big uh, soiree with his, uh, you know, opening of uh, Salt River Automotive, okay? Salt River Automotive, which was wonderful. Yeah. I look in my rearview mirror, and what's happening? There's a tractor-trailer dude who's purposely blocking two lanes so people can't go by him on the left lane, which is still open. You know what I mean? And if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, MoDOT, what's that been? About two years ago that they came out with this thing they called the zipper method? It's what? been longer, but this is when they just started touting it. Yeah, yeah. And, and the idea behind it is, and it makes so much sense, the idea behind it is that as you approach a lane closure, that you, you know, like, let's say, like, there's a perfect thing on, on Westbound 70 where it goes from five lanes to four lanes and then the three lanes. Okay. Everybody uses those five lanes up until the point where the people in that, you know, the left lane, the far left lane, it starts to narrow down. And then the people in the second of the left lane, you intersperse every car. So in other words, one car in the left second from the left lane slows down a little bit, lets that guy in the left lane in, and then, you know, you know, in, uh, out, in, out. Right, right, in, out, in, like like teeth of a zipper, okay? Left, right, left, right, left, right, that kind of a thing, okay? So this dude in his tractor trailer sets up between two lanes, and if somebody tries to squeeze around him, he would, like, try to squeeze him into the barrels. And the crazy thing is, I'm looking at my rearview mirror, and he's like maybe five, six hundred feet behind me, and there's no cars behind me. You know, he's doing this like oh, nobody's getting around me. I'm I'm gonna block the lane because you're not supposed to. And I'm going like, okay, we got the zipper method. Is that not on the driver's test now? Don't you think they put that on the driver's test? You know, what's the best way? And this has been proven by all these. I don't think they have though. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. I don't it, think they teach it. Oh, no. Well, it's so goofy. It's you like know, the new math. I, I, but, Can you do the new math? 
No, I can't do the old math. What are you talking about? I mean, but the whole... I can do the old math, but this new math, I, I don't understand at all. Well, and for a while, you know, when this they, MoDOT first started to promote this, this was like a pre-roll that, uh, on, on YouTube, you know, because they knew who you were in Missouri, because they knew your IP and all that kind of stuff. So you got this, hey, this is the zipper method. And they talk about how, like, hey, it's it, it produces, you know, 20 to 30% less traffic congestion. I'm going like, hey, man, I'm for it. But yet, how many times I've been in places where you get some lunkhead who decides he's going to be, oh, I'm not letting anybody pass me. I'm, I'm sitting right here in two lanes. If you try to get around me, I'm just going to block you. I'm going, come on. You know, you know. I mean, and, and not only that, you'd think with truck drivers, because they have... Was he doing that? Was he doing that because of the fire over at St. Charles Marina? What? There was this huge fire at St. Charles Marina. What does it have to it do with like the? It was like a multi-jurisdictional z- fire. But what does it have to do with the zipper method on set? Man, Shelley, sometimes you come up with the darndest questions. Because maybe he was trying to, why would you know, it- let people know that there was danger up ahead? You didn't see the fire trucks. I mean, from all directions. Shelley, I am totally lost. Why would a truck driver on I seventy, you know, be be you know, uh, uh, not letting cars pass because there was a fire twenty miles away? I mean, come on. You know, people rubberneck. She- oh, man, Shelley, you've gone off what? the rails this morning. I, I have not. I, I just se- made a statement. I seventy and the Earth City Expressway is like 20 miles away from that marina fire. I mean, like 20 miles. It's nowhere close. Because it's way over there toward Alton. No, it wasn't towards Alton. It was over here. Shelly, that marina is way over there toward Alton. I heard they were just building it. It was like a marine... It was like that one place that's on... um, Shelly, to my knowledge, there is no marina on the Missouri River. The only marinas that I know of are on the Mississippi, and they're on what they call the Upper Mississippi because that's the big basin you know, that's uh, created by Lock and Dam 26 there in Alton. And that's why the river, the river's so wide there. That's why you have all the different marinas along there because the river stays a fairly constant height because they control the water going through lock and dam uh 26 and that's how that's how that water stays and that's why there's so many there's so many people over there who do you know use that for recreational boating because of the fact that it's not like you know i mean i don't know too many people when you go downtown in front of the arch you don't see too many people in pleasure crafts there because a the river is a little bit you know uh, uh you know it's a brisk yeah, and it's got all sorts of crazy weird currents and things like that, and it's not the best place to boat. But yet, when you go across the river, you know, into Alton, across the Lewis and Clark bridges, and you go north on 100, which is the Great River Road, you know, you see gazillion boats there because once again, the river is relatively stable right there. Now, obviously, there are marinas up and down Portage, but that's the Mississippi, and that's the extreme eastern edge of St. Charles County. That's like 20 miles away from 70 North City. It's nowhere near that. So Shelly's saying, because this guy behind me was blocking traffic, he was blocking them so they wouldn't be involved in a marina fire that was 20 miles away. Okay, let me think about that for a minute. (laughs) Bite me. 
<laughs> oh, look, it's 625. Brad, I don't remember yesterday. And the only reason why I know what today is is because of my pill minder. What was that again, Jill? <laughs> it's 626. What? And bite me. <laughs> what was that That's again? That's what that was. Bend down and whisper in my ear. Oh, <laughs> Oh, look, it's almost 627. <laughs> They'd actually breathe in my nostrils to make me move, to get get me moving. My neighbors never talk to me anyway because they think I don't own a bra. It's 627. I am kind of funny, aren't I? <laughs> oh, kind of is not is an understatement. 626. <laughs> <laughs> Westplex 107.1, it is BS in the morning. I am Shelly, she is Brad, and Shelly is always on top of things. Ask her what day it is, and she'll say to you... Brad, I don't remember yesterday, and the only reason why I know what today is is because of my pill minder. She is right on top of her game all the time. I'm sorry. I'm telling you, you know, sharpest woman in the wor- in the room always, no matter what room she's in. Thank you, Brad. <laughs> You're so sweet to me. <laughs> and by the way... I mean, strange irony from our last break, that truck driver who was not practicing the zipper method on, on I-70 uh, when I was trying to get into St. Charles to go, go to, uh, to the uh, grand opening, the ribbon cutting of the, uh, of the uh, Salt River Automotive Center, uh, that truck driver called me. And here, let me record it. Here, let me roll it back here. Yeah, Brad, I, I, I was. That was me. I, the Shelley's right. That that Marine fire was thirty-five miles away. But you know, I didn't want people to head that way because they might get smoke in their lungs, and I'd feel bad about that. So Shelley's right. Yeah, I, I was trying to block that traffic on I seven because of the fact that that Marine fire was forty-five miles away. But you know, you never can tell because that Marine fire was fifty-five miles away, and I just didn't want anybody to get hurt. So Shelley's right. You're wrong, Brad. Okay, thank you. That has nothing to do with... <laughs> Stop it. What I meant by that, <laughs> sir, was that there were there were ambulances and fire trucks and other kind of trucks heading both ways on the highway to get there. I mean, it was a multi-jurisdictional fire. And... Um, People always have to rubberneck, and then it was going to be a, sh- uh, you know, they were going to close. You know how people are. So we're just going to pretend like we never discussed this. What now? I know how people are. I do know how people are. I know you do. And matter of fact, here, here's an interesting thing. You know what? You know, the, 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 that showed up on, on, on the color radar weather yesterday. Do you know about that? Uh, the smoke from the fire. Yeah, honest to goodness. As a matter of fact, I saw this on what was it, Channel 2. They actually had a clip. If you go online, uh, they actually have a clip of, of that they saved part of their radar from their uh, you know, from their, their weather center. And you can actually see it, it like just like clouds, like normal clouds, that the uh, rain, whatever. That Are the, you telling the truth? Oh, tr- true story. Here, matter of fact, I was just looking at it. Um, here, let me see if we can find it again. Um, it was sort of interesting. Matter of fact, if you go to... Uh, there's the there's the audio. This is on uh, where it is. This is on Fox Two, and they've got a clip here, and it shows it shows that. And matter of fact, it was a it was a tweet that Angela Huddy set out. Uh, she's one. She's uh, the, uh, a matter of fact, her her handle on uh, Twitter is A N G W X G R L. So in other words, she's calling herself Angela the Weather Girl. 
And this is what it says. Smoke from the Woodland Marina Fire and Orchard Farm, St. Charles County, showing up on STL radar. This is along the Mississippi River. So, And actually, she's got like a little 15-second clip that they pulled off of their radar system. And you see the smoke literally like it were like a storm cloud. It's, you know, you it see it. significant. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. Because that. Wh- how far well, away it is. Brad, Brad, am I still on the air? You know, that, that Shelly, she's on top of things. Yeah, that, that, that marina fire must have been 55 miles away. But I was just trying to warn those cars on I-70 to stay away from that marina fire. Because, you know, I-70 just goes right by that marina. I mean, matter of fact, hey, you can sir. you can look out the window and you can see your marina right there from I seventy. It's just real close there. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, sir, I would like to thank you for helping the traffic. You know, being the person that was helping to stop the traffic. Um, so the the um, first responders could 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 go to that location, and um, you along with Brad can both bite me (laughs) moving along how are you today brad hold on a minute how am i today yes well here let me do my shelly voice uh hold on a minute Uh Uh i'll tell you how i am today okay here's here's my shelly voice brad i don't remember yesterday and the only reason why i know what today is is because of my pill minder okay i'm sorry do you really have a pill minder I do. <laughs> okay. Never mind. <laughs> there are more people out there like me <laughs> that believe in um, um, Sh- medication to feel better. Then there are people like you that will suffer and never be on anything. The man is on no medication I whatsoever. Take, I take no, nothing. He may take a vitamin. And, and you know what? Dr. Reichert would be mad at me because of the fact that I, I can't find my vitamin D anymore. You know, he got on my case because my vitamin you go D to was the low. Store and I can't, and you buy another bottle. I bought this great big monster bottle that was supposed to last me for the rest of my life, and I can't find it. You know, I mean, it's you know, rest of my life. I think it surprised me. I think it was. I think it was. You know, it's it was a month supply. So I, you know, he gave me another month. Um, you know, that that's all I'm going to be around. But uh, I, you know, I can't find my vitamin D bottle. You know, isn't that terrible? You know, and they're on me for taking vitamin D because they say that vitamin D is one of the things, a vitamin D deficiency um, is, has something to do with MS. Okay. Do you know why most people in the United States now have a vitamin D deficiency? Because they've been inside their house. Exactly. That's and that's so bizarre. Because nobody, yeah. you know, every, you know, this entire well, I shouldn't say the summer, but at least the spring, you know, when people were usually out and about and doing things, they weren't because of the fact that everybody was like, you know, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, hunkered down in their in their house on Zoom. But I will say that after things kind of mm, not didn't stop but just kind of slowed down a bit and um i saw more people out with their kids walking the neighborhood than i have since i've lived in my house for 27 years oh i, I agree with you and i saw more people in i-70 it was you beautiful. know when that truck driver blocked everybody i saw people just got out of their cars and walking their kids up and down i-70 it was it was just really heartwarming uh-huh okay so you never did answer my question. How are you today? Oh, I'm practicing for the vice presidential debates. I'm not going to answer any questions. I mean, that last night. I mean, you know, 
to me. I actually was so tired, I missed it. Well, but I told my I told my David, I'm like, I missed those vice presidential debates. I really wanted to watch them. He goes, you didn't miss a yeah. thing. Oh, well, you didn't. <laughs> he goes, I, they wouldn't answer a question. That they was, answered a question that, with a question that, or a roundabout no, 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 answer. No, 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 no. They just had they talking. They never really answered the question. Yes, they didn't. They just had talking points, both of them. I mean, I'm going like, okay, this sucks. I'd rather see. I'd rather see. You well, know. don't you blame their campaign? Their campaign. I mean, they're supposed to have some of the brightest of the bright around them. Shelley, let me let me let me tell you what. Let me tell you, we're going to go into a situation tonight. I won't talk about it on the air, but what yeah, what bothers me about this is you have these political consultants who've been doing this for years and years and years. And see, this to me is why I will talk about this next break. This to me was why the whole thing why Trump ended up being elected president because people were so tired and maybe they didn't realize that they're so tired of the way the politicians are taught and coached and you know like and last night was a perfect example you know and matter of fact did you I don't know if you heard this story or not that um, the debate coach for Kamala Harris you know who was coaching her you know and and pr- pretending he was Mike Pence did you hear this story no Pete boot edge edge okay and why did they pick him because remember mike pence used to be the governor of indiana and guess where poots uh, pete's city that he was in charge of is indiana so they claim that that pete boot edge was the most knowledgeable of mike pence so he pretended to be mike pence and took on his mannerisms and the whole bit i'm going like, oh my god i'm just so sick of politics why can't you just i mean once again instead of having and the gal who's doing now the thing, where did you hear that oh it's all over the place i can find that for you i can find it i mean i i looked it up last night because because i'm going like okay because see but see once again the, they get these political cult consultants, and that's why, going back to my point, that's why Trump rocked the political world, because he did everything that a politician shouldn't do. And I still say it was refreshing to people, and they're going like, hey, he's not a politician. Let's elect him. He doesn't give these stupid answers that canned, you know, like, you know, I mean, he just, you know, calls people names and, you know, little, what, little, uh, was it, Rubio, what do you call him? Um, what was his name? I can't remember. And Sleepy Joe. And he, I remember he had names, Pocahontas for all the people. I mean, you know, and people, people sort of saw that and thought, this is my opinion. He's a real dude. He's not some, you know, and, and did you see him speak yesterday? No, now he's getting, he's getting grief because he's saying that it was God's gift to him or whatever he said about that's what he said. I'm going like, okay, only Trump would say something like that. He said that because the, the, whatever he, they gave him, um, he felt better within you know, a couple days, thirty well, minutes, but, but no, and not, he's felt better since. But see, see, what's, and he said, so we might have found a cure. And if I would not have gotten this as the president of the United States, we probably wouldn't know the efficacy of that particular drug they gave him. But see, the interesting thing to me is, and I've never had this before, but I have people all the time say, "Oh, I started to get the flu, and I called my doctor, and he gave me a Z pack." Okay, have you ever had a yeah. Z pack before? It's like parsley. It does nothing. I never let them prescribe me a Z-Pack. I'm like, I am sicker than a, than a Z-Pack. 
It well, doesn't do anything. I don't even know what it is. I mean, you know, I mean, a Z pack could come it's and hit me. Zithromycin. Well, I don't know. What is it? Is it like like a parsley. box of stuff you take or something like? It's like a package. No, there's five pills, and it's it's you know got good decorations. It's good, good marketing. Good decorations. <laughs> well, it's got good marketing, <laughs> you know, plots. Yeah. Points and um, yeah, they hand that out, and it's like parsley. Okay. You know how significant parsley is? Oh my it's God! Not. Don't tell me about that. Parsley is uh, is you know in, in Callaway County, you know where they have the nuclear plant for Amory and UE. Uh huh. If they run out of parsley, the power goes out down there. Uh, whatever. <laughs> it's Westplex one hundred seven point one. Uh, work from home. Nobody's doing that, are they? Six fifty five. Good morning. It's BS in the morning. You know, a lot of people don't realize that about my co-host Jelly. She's a very modest woman. And um, what happened was, can I go ahead and tell the story? You don't mind, do you? I don't know what story it is that you're referring to. <laughs> so give me a give me a hint before I agree or disagree. Uh, the the flattering thing that happened to you recently. Oh yeah, you can tell that. Okay, um, a couple weeks ago, Shelley got a call from the news director, Channel Five, and oh, that's not true. And he said, Shelley, we love the way you do the morning show. I mean, that Brad dude, we could do without him. But Shelly, we love what you do. And we think you'd make an excellent reporter. And she goes, well, well thank you. <laughs> that and, didn't happen. <laughs> oh, it's true. It's, <laughs> but okay, go on. Shelly, Shelly's being so modest. It's your delusion. Go ahead. Shelly's being so modest, dear. So, so, so what, this is the reporter, I mean, the news director from Channel 5. And he said, oh, we'd like to do... Um, We'd like to actually uh, sort of give you like a screen test kind of thing. And we think that you'd be good like as our disaster reporter. So whenever there's like a big disaster, we'll send you out. So what happened was Shelly got the call yesterday afternoon. The guy called her up and said, hey, Shelly, this is me, news director, Channel 5. We need you to go over to like Orchard Farms, you know, the Mockins area over there in, uh, you know, eastern St. Charles County, right across the river from Grafton and places like that. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know where it's at. It's real close to I-70 because I heard that the truck drivers were slowing down traffic in I-70 because of the fire in, 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 in uh, on the Mississippi. Oh, yeah, okay. We need to go over there. And when you're going to meet a truck, there'll be a satellite truck there, and, and we're going to put you on the 6 o'clock news. So the recording of the 6 o'clock news is 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 you know here's here's the six o'clock news and you know and the guy comes on lead story huge fire in portage to sioux area let's go to our uh, ace uh, uh, you know uh, crisis reporter shelly Barr. shelly can you tell us what's going on there in portage to sioux the building is on fire oh, interesting what give us a little bit more depth what's what exactly is happening there the building is on fire i mean but how many boats do you think are involved in that fire the building is on fire uh, anything else you'd like to add uh, shelly the building is on fire thank you shelly Barr, our new catastrophe reporter from news channel 5 and yes, ladies and gentlemen, that's exactly how it went. Not at all. <laughs> Sorry. And look, it's 658. West 107.1. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. 706. It is a... I was going to ask her what day of the week it is, but uh, Shelly never knows. Because she doesn't have her pill minder with her, so she can't figure out what day it is. Right? 
It's Thursday today. Oh, okay. Thank you so much. Okay. You didn't believe what I said earlier. So, you know what? I think my computer is locked up. Come on. Don't do this to me. Okay. Uh, you you don't believe what I said. I just watched the interview on MSNBC. It was an interview last night after the debate uh, with Brian Williams. Uh, and who is his guest? Pete Boot Edge Edge. And he was talking about how proud he was of Kamala Harris's performance last night because he coached her. And he goes on to say, you know, I tell you what, politics, he goes on to say, I can't exact words, but essentially he's saying that Mike Pence is an expert at sounding very calm and collected while he lies. And I'm going like, oh, come on. You know, they just don't stop, do they? <sighs> And, and 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 he also said, and he and and he as a man he disrespected the moderator. Okay, well they both did because when you know when they when the lady would give you know you have fifteen seconds your time's up they just kept talking both of them the exact same thing. So I don't care what anybody says. It just sucked. It was just you know and 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 it's funny because I'm you know you you said your husband said the same thing. They didn't answer any questions. No, you know that's that's exactly what he said. And the interesting part of it was I thought the most interesting question of the night was, which I thought was a great question, when the moderator asked both of them, uh, you know, Mr. Pence, uh, you know, if uh, Donald Trump is uh, reelected, he will be 74 on, um, you know, on his inauguration day. And uh, Miss Harris, uh, if uh, President Biden or if Biden, uh, Biden gets elected, uh, he will be 78 on his election day. Have you had a um, meeting with your respective um, client or, you know, whatever they are, respective people uh, about the succession order of what the would respected happen. Respected people? Well, respective, whatever. In other words, the idea being, have you sat down and said to them, hey, if you croak when you're in office, you know, you know, how is this going to, how is this going to transition to me? And I thought, man, that's a great question because that's what everybody thinks about. I mean, not so much about, about Trump, maybe a little bit more since he got the, the you know, the Charlie one nine, but especially with Kamala Harris, because of the fact that Biden, I didn't even think about that. He's got a birthday, 77 now, his birthday's coming up. So he'd be, if he wins, he'd be 78 on his, on his inauguration day. And up until, up until Trump was elected president, Trump was the oldest president ever. And when he took office, he was what, 70, 74, 73? No, no, he was, was he? What no, a good he, was, year. he was seventy, whatever he was. Anyway, they both ignored the question, and I thought, man, that was a great question, you know, because I, I would want to hear what Pence would say. Yeah, you know, Donald and I sat down, and he told me this, and this, and this, and you know, Kamala would say, yeah, uh, Joe told me that on inauguration day, uh, that uh, you know, that two days later when uh, he resigns and I'm the new president, uh, this is exactly how it's going to happen. Huh. <laughs> you don't believe me, do you? <laughs> no. Okay. Not at all. Totally changing things. Oh, really? TikTok. Like you. TikTok to me is so fascinating. Okay. And oh, oh no. Well, hold, on, hold on. Let me tell you this latest story. Time suck. That's okay. what it should be called. There's this guy. I can't remember his screen name. He's Doggy422 or something like that. Some goofy screen name. He did this video where, you know what a longboard is? You've seen like you know, skateboard, but a longboard is like it's like a real longboard with, you know, with trucks on it. You know, what I'm talking about the wheels, the whole thing like that. Anyway, he's just like going down a road. I don't know where he's at. And he's looking at he's got his phone in one hand, you know, and he's he's shooting a selfie video. 
And in his other hand, he's got like a big old quart bottle of ocean spray cranberry juice. And the song that's playing is Fleetwood Mac Dreams. Have you heard this story yet? I have not. Okay, so this video goes viral. I mean, I'm going like, and I've seen the video before, and it's like, okay, it's okay. It's just one shot because the TikTok videos all have to be less than 60 seconds, 60 seconds or less. So he's on his longboard, and he's going down some highway, and looks like he turns onto another road, and he just had, you know, has the, the phone. He's doing a selfie video, and you hear uh, Fleetwood Mac playing in the background with Dreams with, you know, uh, uh, what's her name, Christine, uh, whatever her name is. Uh, and, you know, she's, the way she sings like this, oh, Dreams, I love Dreams. Anyway, um, so then after about 20 seconds into the video, he's just looking at the camera. Then he starts singing along with the lyrics of Fleetwood Mac and Dreams. Okay? And that's the entire video of him on a longboard. You don't really realize. You don't even see it. It looks like he's just sort of like on a magic carpet kind of thing, driving down a highway. And he's got a bottle of, of ocean spray cranberry juice. And he's, you know, sings along with it and takes a couple slurps of this ocean, uh, this ocean spray cranberry juice. Okay? Get what I'm saying? Not the most intriguing video in the world. Okay? Right. But did, wouldn't they shut him down because of the music? Oh, contraire. What's happened is Mick Fleetwood did, and that's the big thing with, with, with TikTok. If somebody does something, then you get everybody else who does the same thing, and they go, hey, here's my version of that. So they have Mick Fleetwood doing it, and this thing goes viral. So everybody is like on their long boards, flying around, you know, taking video, playing the song Dreams, and sucking down Ocean Spray Cranberry Juice, okay? So, did you know, Ocean Spray contact him? Well, not only did they contact him, they gave him, because apparently he's like a homeless dude or something like that, they gave him a brand new, it looks like either a Ford or a Toyota pickup truck, with the bed of it filled with ocean spray cranberry juice. Aww. He gets a free truck because of the fact that, you know, you figure that all the free publicity that ocean spray did, and, and two things. They say that the, the, the sales of ocean spray cranberry juice has spiked, and also that the song Dreams from Fleetwood Mac, and I haven't seen this yet, after 43 years is back on the charts. So it's actually a trending song on Billboard or something like that. I'll have to look it up and see which one it's on. But I'm going like, okay. And what's so crazy about it is, is that, you know, once again, you watch TikTok and you see some of these things going like, Okay, I don't quite get that. You know, I mean, maybe I'm an old guy and this is way out of my demo, but I don't quite understand it. And I'm thinking to myself, first, when I saw this video, I saw it a couple, two weeks, three weeks ago. I'm going like, okay, I didn't really realize what the guy was on. It looked like at first I thought he was on like he was standing on like the back of a truck and somebody else was driving it. No, he's on a longboard and he's just sort of like cruising down and, you know, he's got his ocean spray in one hand and he, he takes a big old slurp out of his ocean spray bottle and he starts singing along with, with Stevie Nicks, you know, and, uh, you know, doing his dreams thing. And I'm going like, I don't quite get that. You know, I, I don't, I don't, what is it the ocean spray and uh, being on a longboard and singing along with Stevie Nicks have to do with anything? And I guess, I don't know, I guess I'm the only guy that didn't get it. I didn't get the memo. I don't you understand. Get the memo, did you? I don't understand it. You know, I mean, like, maybe it's one of those things that's sort of like, you know, have you ever gone see a movie and you walk out of it and you go like, 
okay, I didn't get that movie. And then somebody who says, oh, well, let, me, time. let me explain it to you. The symbolism was, uh, was opaque and at times transparent. And then there was times when you had to look into the future with your eye looking forward and your other eye looking backward. And it was symbolism of the fact that the white man has created terrible problems in the Indian oh, territories. And because of that fact, they built white castles in Wichita, Kansas. You go in, huh? You know, I mean, you know, haven't you ever, haven't you ever heard like sometimes I hear like these artists being interviewed or like you hear these art critics who will like, you know, like, you know, run down a painting or something like that. And they'll, you know, like it's modern art and, and like, and like, believe it or not, my dad was into that. I mean, I, you know, I told you, I don't know if I told you the story or not. My dad was an engineer, civil engineer, and typically civil engineers are not like the artist kind of guys. But my, my dad was a professional student. I mean, he went to school. We lost track how many degrees he had. I mean, just, just totally lost track. I remember we went to one of his graduations one time, and he got mad. Something happened, and we left. We didn't, he didn't actually graduate. Well, you know, he did, but he didn't go through the ceremony. Okay, so he starts taking these art classes, and he gets, gets pretty good at it. And some of his things, he gets so good at this that some of the stuff that my dad's doing is, is shown at the St. Louis Art Museum. So we go to the art museum, and I don't know, I was maybe like 10, 11, 12 years old, something like that, a long time ago. And we go to the art museum. I'll never forget this. We went and, you know, and here's my dad's stuff in this one gallery. And we go into this next gallery, and it was all this modern art stuff. And there was this piece that people were looking at and commenting on. And there was a guy standing there describing what the artist meant about this piece. And you know what the piece was? Was it your daddy's? No, no, no. It was somebody else did it. I mean, it was just like, you know, but here's a guy standing there. And I don't forget this. I'm a kid. And I'm looking. I'm going like, okay, I don't get it. And the guy's going like, oh, I can see the symbolism here. And I understand the, 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 the in, intense emotions that this artist was trying to, was trying to, you know, I mean, he's babbling was on about this. Was there blood involved? No. Here's what it was. You remember, I don't think they do this anymore, but remember you'd go to the grocery store and you'd have, they, I think it was called real lime and real lemon. And it was in these little yeah, squeezable yeah. little it's, things. They were in these little bitty lime and lemon containers. Right. And the lemons. And, and you squirted them in your tea. Right. And the yellow was the lemon. And the, lemon, and the green, the was, green the lime. was the lime. And you know what I'm talking about. Little plastic bottles. They look yes. like. Right. Okay. I don't know if they still do that or not. Okay. And you use it like you said. You put it in like your, you use it for cooking or you put it in your like your iced tea, stuff like that. The guy had melted a bunch of these green and yellow, real lime and real lemon things together. And it was just like this glob at the bottom. And then as you worked your way up, you could start to see. It was like green and yellow, a glob. And you worked your way up. You could actually see that some of the ones on the top were like melted into this glob. But you could see that they were like the real lime and the real lemon, you know, containers. And that was this piece of art. And I looked at it, and I went, and I heard this guy. I mean, I'll never forget this. This is a bizarre, strange thing in, in my mind. And the guy was explaining the motivations of this artist to people who were standing around looking at this. And I went to my dad, and I said, Dad, I don't understand it. It's a bunch of bottles melted together. And my dad sort of looked at me, and he says, Someday you'll understand. <laughs> and I'm still waiting. So is for, that someday come? I'm still waiting for that day. I'd never, I, you know, <laughs> and to me, and, and, you know, once again, it's to the point where it's like, you know, I just don't get stuff. Now, for example, 
like in symphony music. You know, you hear some of the greats, Bach and Beethoven, and you know, some of the classics way back. And then you hear some of the modern stuff, like Aaron Copland and, and uh, Ravel, you know, Bolero and things like that. And there's a melody to them, and you know, to the point where, like, you know, da 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 da. I mean, things that you remember, okay? And then you hear these symphonies where it sounds like the orchestra went out and got drunk one night, you know, and the and and they came back into the you know the concert hall, and the conductor go, okay, everybody play whatever you want at the same time. And everybody just goes, rah, 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 rah. And, and you know, and people go, oh my God, what an incredible work of musical art. I'm going like, I don't get it. You know what I mean? He's like, I have no idea what's going on. You know, I just don't get it. But, and yet, and yet if I say that to someone who's quote unquote cultured, they'll say to me, well, you just have to have an understanding of modern musical, uh, classical symphony or whatever the heck it is. Like, oh, no, I mean, you know, to me, like, hey, play me some box, play me some handle, you know, play me Aaron Copeland, play me, you know, play me, what is it? The one one, may, one I like all the time that was one of the um, the, the songs they did uh, at uh, in Las Vegas at at Bellagio, where it was a uh, hoedown. Andre Blue. No, no, but this, this was Andre. This was this is Aaron Copeland. You know, time you, to say goodbye. No, no, no. You know who Aaron Copeland is? I have no idea. Aaron Copeland is. I. I don't. I think he's. I don't think he's been dead all that long. I think Look, I think he died in the fifties or sixties, but he did a lot. Aaron. Let me look at this. Aaron Copeland. Um, he was. Um, yeah, yeah, he he he, uh, he was born in 1900, uh, and he died December 2nd, 1990. American composer, composition teacher, writer, and later conductor of his own and other American music. Copeland was referred by uh, referred to by his peers and critics as the dean of American composers. Uh, the open, slowly changing harmonies in much of his music are typical of what people consider to be the sound of American music evoking the past. And he did some really interesting stuff. And the thing that I always liked was it was called I think it's called Hoedown. Matter of fact, the the music. If you remember the old uh, commercials for uh, for uh, beef, where it would be, who is Robert Mitch? Beef is what's for dinner. You know that song? You probably don't remember those commercials. No. That was Aaron Copeland. And then he. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, still don't. Yeah. That and then he did the one, uh, the the one that that's been played at funerals and things like that. You know what I'm talking about? It's called, it's called, um, uh, what is it? Um, the theme for an American or something. I don't know. And to me, you know, I get it. It's got a melody. It's something I remember. But yet, once again, when somebody says, well, you just can't comprehend the masterpiece that is, you know, real lemon and lime bottles melted together at the St. Louis Art Museum, I'm going, I don't get it. I just don't, you know? And see, that's the thing where, like, I... I, as a trained person, a trained media person, and a person who has spent years of his life understanding the media business, I totally understand when I watch TikTok and I watch a guy on a longboard, uh, you know, fly down a street drinking a bottle of Ocean Spray cranberry juice, I totally understand his motivations. I totally understand what he's doing is about how he's communicating that his oneness is with the world and that if he was on I-70, there's no way he would block traffic so people could get to the marina fire. And that's exactly what's meant by that video.
Thank you, Brad. <laughs> oh, look, 722. <laughs> you don't like my explanation. Huh? <laughs> I, 722. I guess that's a no. When Shelly starts giving the time, that's the hint. You know what? My computer's not working. Oh, let me do this. Let me do this. Okay, what time is it again? Hold it. Oh, better yet, tell me what day it is. Brad, I don't remember yesterday. And the only reason why I know what today is is because of my pill minder. Okay, it's 722. Westplex 107.1, Jason Derulo. And the thing that I taught Shelly about, <laughs> he says the beginning of, 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 of all of his songs, right? He gives his name yep, in the song. Yeah, he does. Yeah, in the name. Okay, um, here, I found this. And you know what? You didn't know what I was talking about. Let me see. Find this real quick. Okay, ready? Here we go. It's not going to play now. Watch. I got it queued up. It's on my phone, so it's not going to play. Okay, you hear that? I do. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Remember that? those old commercials? That's Aaron Copeland's called Hoedown. And then the Aaron Copeland one, and the one I... Hold on, I hit my microphone. Hold on a minute. The one that you probably have, uh, that you've heard before... But, um, what is it? Aaron Copeland. Aaron Copeland. Um, let me see. Trent. Yeah, here it is. Fanfare. The, here it is. Fanfare for the common man. Okay, ready? Here we go. This is the other. And eh, commercial's got to play first. Video will play after ad. Ad is 12 seconds long. So turn that down a minute for a minute. But uh, Aaron Copeland, I see. I Once again, he's got stuff that when you hear his music, it's like, it's got like in, you know, in the radio business, we call it a hook. Okay, ready? Aaron, and it starts out here. Hold on a minute. Here we go. It starts out with this percussion. It's, it's going to be here in a minute. Just give me a minute. When you hear it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe you won't. There it is. You've never heard that before? Isn't that one of, for one of the movies? You think in Space Odyssey 2001 or whatever it was? Now what next? That's from a movie somewhere. Wait for the next part here. Here's it gets better. Harmonies come in. Ready? Here we go. Anyway, you, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you this is this is Brad the nerd, the radio nerd. Okay, whenever I hear that song now, you know what you know what memory it brings back to my mind. What memory, Brad? I remember the night that, and God, this is like really radio nerddom when I say this. I remember the night that Robert Highland died. Robert Highland was the radio god in St. Louis who ran KMOX for years, and KMOX was the big juggernaut, and, and, and you know, and the rest of us radio stations, we picked up the crumbs, and KMOX used to have double digits. Sometimes they'd have like 20 shares, which is just incredible, which means like they had 20% of the audience at every given time, 40 radio stations in St. Louis, and 20% of the people are listening to one station. And the night he died, everybody showed up at the radio station and, you know, all the people on the air, they were doing their eulogies and the whole bit. And they played that song several times because they said that was his favorite song of all time. Aaron Copeland, uh, fanfare for the common man. And uh, it is, it's, it's, you've probably seen it in, you've heard it before. It's been in commercials and things like that. And every time I hear it, I mean, even before that, which has been, geez, 
bunch a long time ago. It was at like, what, 92, 93, like, you know, coming up on 30 years ago when uh, Highland died. But it's one of those things where it sort of evokes that, that, you know, regal image. You know, it sounds like very, it sounds like something that you'd see, you'd hear as Queen Elizabeth, you know, walk down an aisle in like some big fancy church in, in England. You know what I'm talking about? I'm actually thinking it sounded more like um, something from Paramount or... At the beginning of a movie. What, the MGM. Right. I, <laughs> I know. I'm talking about... The, it sounded like, and I know it's not, but you know how um, the big... Uh, the big theater... Yeah, I know what you're talking the about. Mad, the the, the yeah. people who make the movies. Right, it's the beginning of a movie. It's like, you know, boom, 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 you know, like, you know, the MGM yeah. or something like that here. Yeah, like something from Star Wars. Right, but it's not. It's My dad loved that. Loved that song. Anyway. Uh, my dad was a big symphony guy. My dad knew symphony. My, my, you know what? I, I look at, you know, I compare myself to my father. I'm the stupidest guy in the world. You know, my dad knew all sorts of stuff. I don't know squat. You know? That's not necessarily accurate yeah, for it's Adam. true. It's true. It's true. I'm like the dumbest guy in the world, you know? Duh. Here, here I'm, and you know, I'm on the radio. No, that would be your co-host. <laughs> No, no, no. Why would you? Why would you? Because, because, because you say such enlightening things. Like you say, like, like, for example, Shelley was in front of the United Nations one day and they said, no, from the United States, Shelley Barr, Shelley, give us our worldly wisdom. My neighbors never talk to me anyway, because they think I don't own a bra. Thank you, Miss Barr. And I was so proud of that day. <laughs> I'm sorry. And and then and then right after that. And now from Sweden, here's our next guest to address the United Nations and her comment on Shelley Barr's comment. People are suffering. People are dying. Got talked up by a twelve-year-old. <laughs> she's That's cool, awesome. She schooled you good. <laughs> She went, yeah. What? She schooled you good. <laughs> she did. I, I am the way I am because of that little Greta. Oh, have, have you heard this thing? You and I talked about this last hour. I just saw this too. That <laughs> there's a fly that landed on the head of Mike Pence last night. Oh my God! They were all over it. Like it <laughs> was there for like two minutes, and now supposedly the Biden campaign. Is one of the things, one of the little, little, you know, little, uh, what do you call it, swag, one little swag things they're doing is, is they're, they're issuing Biden Harris fly swatters. So, you know, but I mean, I'm going like, you know, first off, I'm thinking to myself, boy, that dude's cool. He's got a fly in his head for two minutes. Who can deal with that? You know, and who's going to, he didn't even swat at he it. He didn't swat, but that's what you, he ex- was completely presidential. That's what you expect from race Bannon. Huh? Race Bannon. Don't you know the reference? No, Johnny, Johnny, uh, what Johnny Speed? Don't you know Johnny Speed? 
No. Oh, you don't know the best cartoons in the world. Hey, let me look at Johnny Speed. That's Speed Racer. Speed. Yeah, Speed Racer. Speed Racer. You're right. Okay, Speed. Go, 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 go Speed, go, speed ra- Racer. No, 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 no. It wasn't Speed. Here, let me, you know, Ray, let me it look. It was at, too. No, hold on a minute. Let me look up Race Bannon. <laughs> Race Bannon. <laughs> Mike Pence is a clone of Race Bannon. And as a kid growing up, we go like, man, I want to be like, here he is right there. Mike, um, uh, Mike, played by race band Johnny Quest. That was the name. It wasn't Speed Racer. It was Johnny yes. Quest. Yes. Johnny Quest. That yes. wasn't Speed, Speed Racer. Ra- no, it's not Speed Racer. Speed Racer is oh, another no, thing. Oh, no, it's not Speed Racer. Yeah. Go Speed Racer. I remember Johnny Speed Quest, Racer. though. I yeah. had a crush on him in, yeah. in a cartoon kind of way. Johnny Quest, spelled J-O-N-N-Y. And if you look at the pictures of Race Bannon, he is an exact clone of Mike Pence. I'm telling you, you know, Race Bannon could come Johnny off. Johnny Quest had blonde hair, did he not? What's that? Johnny Quest had blonde hair. No, but Race Bannon had white hair. Doc, Doctor uh, Johnny Quest's father had red hair. Haji oh. Haji had 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 no hair because he had his turban on. Doctor Zinn, who was one of the devils or one of the evil guys, he was he was a he was a chrome dome, um, you know, and and you know and Race Bannon. I'm telling you, I told <laughs> once again I, I told the story of meeting Mike Pence. God, it has been I'm trying to think a long it? time ago. June of 2016. Yeah, you knew me then. Yeah, man, and, and I and I kept trying to forget you every night. But anyway, I know. I don't understand why you didn't take me to that. I get invited to Rex Singfield's house in the Central West End for an event. Tim Jones, who used to work for Palapitas, which is now gone, um, invites me to this event, and I show up and. I'm underdressed. Everybody there is in a coat and tie. I'm not. You know, I start, I start hobnobbing with the people, and I knew some of them. And uh, uh, Chris Dickhouse's uh, cousin was there, and he got mad at me and said some nasty things to me. Um, oh, he did not. Honest God, he did. He was, very, he was very rude to me. What's his name? Something Dickhouse. I can't remember his name. Scott Dickhouse. That's who it was. Um, and, and anyway, so, so, and, and, at the time, we got in, invited to this event, and it was a fundraiser. And I show up, you know, and first off, I didn't have any money, you know, and I didn't have a check. And I'm going, okay, I, I started getting, you're supposed to drop a check in a little box here, but I didn't have any. So I pretended I dropped something in a box, so it looked like I sort of fit in. And Rex Singfield goes up two or three steps onto his little, you know, house or little, you know, upstairs staircase in his house, and he gets up there. And what's interesting, here's everybody's dressed up like in suits and ties. I'm not. But Rex Singfield is in like a T-shirt, shorts, and flip-flops. And he gets up on, no, he was wearing sandals with socks. That's why I remember that now. Okay, so he gets up and he introduces this guy. And and afterwards, when this guy gets up on the steps and he, you know, does a little speech. And, you know, a fundraiser and appreciates everybody being there. And he comes down off the steps and he walks right over to me and shakes my hand thanks me for being there in the whole bit, introduced me to his wife. Who is it? It's Mike Pence. And this was June of 2016. This is before Trump picked him as the vice president. And I'm thinking to myself, I didn't have my phone with me. I left it in my car of all crazy things. And they go, thinking, oh, well, yeah, maybe I'll... See, and- if you would have taken me, 
I would have had a selfie with you. So that's my brush. I would have had that picture for you. That's but my no. Well, you didn't take your but, sales manager, but did you? He talked to me for like five minutes because he, because I, I had a little thing on, had my name and the call letters. It had my name and KSOQ. And he used to be. I don't know if I told you the story. He used to be a talk show host in Indianapolis. He did a talk show in Indy for years, and was pretty darn good at it. At one point in time, they were going to syndicate his show and it was going to go national. But then he ran for, I think first. He he was a U.S. rep or something like that, or I can't remember the timeline, but he did the talk show for several years on the big talk station in Indianapolis, and he talked to me about radio. Hey, what kind of format your station? You know, you know, hey, you know, boy, you know, I, I, I miss the radio business. I love being in the radio business. He's talking to me, and he's, you know, and my wife, she, she, you know, and he was kidding with me. Well, you know, it was great for me because my, my wife always knew where I was because all she had to do was turn on the radio, and there I was, so she knew I was at work because she could hear me at work because I was on the radio. And I'm going like, okay. And at the time, he was the governor of, of, of Indiana. And the reason he was here is Rex Singfield was having a fundraiser for him to raise money. And you were supposed to, you know, drop a check in the box to help his campaign to be reelected of the governor of Indiana. Anyway, that's my brush with stardom. Oh, no, I've never, I've never, ever doubted your brush with stardom. Well, and then the time I met Kamala Harris. Yeah. What about the time you met the shark? The shark? Who's the shark? Oh, no, I didn't. I No, Mark Cuban. I canceled that meeting. Yes. Oh, that's right. You canceled that. <laughs> I never saw him. I called him up, called the secretary. Yeah, I can't make it. She says, do you want to reschedule? I go, eh, I don't think so. <laughs> Dumb me. 744. Bravo. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She is Brad. I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. You didn't even hear that, did you? You just have to doink, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go again. Breaking news. Have you heard the latest news about, about Trump and Biden? Just just happening this morning. No, what? Are they in a cat fight? Well, sort of. Uh, the Presidential Commission on Debates, which must be a bunch of really, really fun people to be around, uh, they've decided that due to the coronavirus uh, diagnosis of the president, that the debate next week, the 15th, on October 15th, will be virtual, where they won't be in the same room. It'll still be a... <laughs> they just... Oh, so that's going to be even better. Oh, no, no. Honest to God, there's, that's, this is just this is just happening this morning. And the idea being is that they're saying that they don't like the fact that Trump may still be contagious with the, the Charlie 1-9. Uh, so what they're doing is they're going to have uh, Biden. I guess he's going to be from his basement. And then Trump's supposed to be from somewhere. But it was a supposed to be a town hall debate in Miami. And they're still going to have the... The citizens who are going to ask questions be in Miami, but they're going to have the two remote. And Biden says yes. Trump says no. Trump says nope. Not doing a virtual debate. We debate in person, or we don't debate at all. So the the first debate, which you saw, uh, which I think I even said the morning after I said they both behave so well. Well, I even said the morning after I said very presidential. I said you watch. That's going to be the first and only debate. There's not going to be another debate, and I may be right. Because according to what they're saying this morning, the Trump says absolutely. Here, let me see if I can. It is here. It is on CNN. Let me look at it on Fox. I think Fox is reporting the same thing. Um, that uh, yeah, I'm not going to waste my time. That's what Trump says. Trump says he won't participate in second presidential debate after organizers announce it will be virtual. So <laughs> we had the first and possibly the last debate. You know, once again, 
who are these jerkazoids with the presidential debate? I still say, you know, and last night, I can't remember the lady's name, you know, who was like Miss Prim and Proper, you know, I mean, and I just, just let them have at it. I, you know, I joked about this on my Facebook page that they should have Vince McMahon run the presidential debates, you know, and just. Who is that? The guy who runs WWE, you know. The, oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, okay. just let him run it. You know what I mean? Like, and, you know, and now in this corner, you know, and, and they have like the, you know, the, and, and, and like it have, they could have like, you know, they always have the, 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 the cutaway shots of like when you have the wrestlers come out and like their girlfriend is like standing right there and she runs up, you go, oh, do not. Knock him out. Knock him out for me. You know, and then the other guys in the ring flexing his muscles, you know, jumping up and down on the on the on the ropes and on the turnbuckles. And then they get in the ring and then they got the microphones. You know, I told you that I was going to come and I was going to kick your butt. And here I'm here right now. You know, I do 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 I do a good WWE. You do. You do. You know, and have Trump and and uh you know biden come out and have him wear like that that like that rocky kind of hood remember when one of the rocky movies where he had the <laughs> you know, he had like the, the you know like a the hoodie yeah well it was like it was like wasn't like a hoodie it, it like opened up the front but you know it, it was like made like a silk or something like that don't you remember you know he came out like you know i remember uh, you know, i remember you know have trump come out like in that and have biden come out you know he'd be like in those in those tight little pants with those wrestling boots you know laced up the you know to like to almost to his knee but you know, you know he would show his blonde hairy legs <laughs> and and he would say, Trump, I'm here to kick your butt. And Trump would say, when I get done with you, you're you're going to the world's going to think that I'm the, the king of the orange because I'm going to smear orange all over you. And you're going to be a different color when I get done. Oh, my God. I can't wait for this election. So when are they going to find out if there's going to be a debate? Well, according to this, and this is what everybody's reporting, I just checked MSNBC and the same thing. Um, let me read the story real quick. It says, uh, da, 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 like I said, this is all breaking news. Trump, in the first interview since his positive coronavirus told on Thursday, he would not participate. Yeah, he was on. He was on. Uh, he was on uh, Fox Business News this morning with Maria Bartiromo. Uh, you know what they call her? What they call her? The uh, the Wall Street babe or whatever. Anyway, um, just minutes after the commission and presidential debates announced the showdown slated for October 15th will be virtual. The CPD announced early Tuesday that the second presidential debate will take the form of a meeting in which a town meeting in which the candidates would participate from separate remote locations. E, Steve Scully of C-SPAN, blah, 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 is still to moderate the second presidential debate. But in Fox Business interview Thursday, the president said he would not pay, take part in a virtual debate. The commission changed the debate style, and that's not acceptable, as, as Trump said on Mornings with Maria. I beat him in the first debate. I beat him easily. The president added that he expected to beat him in the second. See, this is why we need Vince McMahon, because he's trash-talking already. Well, I beat him in the first debate. I'm going to beat him in the second debate. And I'm not doing a virtual debate, Trump went on to say. I'm not going to waste my time in a virtual debate. How in the world can we wrestle if it's virtual? We need to get down and dirty. How like, long do you think it's going to take them to make a movie out of this? <laughs> well, there always is the movie. It's the documentary. I mean, there is always <laughs> a movie. Um, here, let me see. Here. 
moments later, Trump campaign manager Bill Stepien said the CPB was rushing to Biden's defense by unilaterally canceling any in-person debate, calling it pathetic. Quote, that's not what debates are about or how they're done, Stepien said. Here are the facts. President Trump will have posted multiple negative tests prior to the debate, so there's no need for this unilateral declaration. The safety of all involved can easily be achieved without canceling a chance for voters to see both candidates go head to head. He also added, we'll pass on this sad excuse to bail out Joe Biden and do a rally instead. But the Biden campaign seemingly accepted the rules change early Thursday. So, yeah, that was the deal. So they changed the rules and it's going to be it's going to be virtual debate. Oh, my God. Why don't they just get them on Zoom? You know, (laughs) just put them both on Zoom and just let it go at it. You know, and we could all get like they'd give us like a each of us would get like a like a, a, you know, wouldn't that be something if they gave it like the Zoom link and everybody in the country could get on it and like it say things. Yeah, Trump, shut up. Biden, you're a jerk. You know, And have a, the, the screenshots changing all the time. You know, and you'd click on a thing where you'd see who's on the Zoom call. And there's like, you know, 9,000, you know, 400,000 pages of Zoom viewers on there. Wouldn't that be something? It would. Yeah. But, you know. It would be like a Guinness book. Guinness book, yes. I love those Guinness books. I love the way they end. Okay. Are we done for the day or you got more time? I have more time. Okay. We'll play commercials. We'll be back. Westplex okay. 107.1 is my dog barks in the background. <laughs> it's PS in the morning. Hey, it's my dog. I'm it's so your dog. Sorry. Oh, I thought it was my dog. <laughs> I've got a groundhog. <laughs> no, you have a squirrel. Oh, no, I have a groundhog. I have a groundhog lives in the I sewer. I remember when there was a, what was it? Possum. We had a, the possum. we had a possum in the studio. It was cutie. right yeah. when like, we first yeah, yeah. started Way back together. when? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, seriously, I have, I have a groundhog now. Groundhog lives in the sewer right in front of my place. Oh, it does? Seriously. Yeah. Did you name him? Uh, Are you feeding him? Yeah, I named him Shelly. <laughs> oh, wait till I see you today, Sparky. <laughs> no, he, he lives in a sewer. Honest to goodness. And you named him Shelly? No. I'm touched. I, I've, I, think there's a, I think there's a whole touched. family of them, you know? And Bill Murray keeps coming by and acting weird. I'm going like, I don't quite understand what's going on here. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. Okay. Uh, do I want to talk about this or not? Probably not. I need your help, Dot, today. No, let's not talk about it today. We're going to talk about it tomorrow? I don't know. You haven't looked at it yet. Tomorrow's another day. Have you looked at it? Not for a while. I updated it. It's got a lot of stuff on there now. Okay. If you you want to take a look at it, I I need your help, dot today. Because we do. We need your help. Uh, Actually, I need your help. Because you know what? Things suck. (laughs) Let's just be honest with you. You know, know, here is, is funny. I had the discussion with somebody the other day. And they go, how's your business? I go, okay, our business can probably divide it into three different clients, okay? We had one of them yesterday, who shall remain nameless, who sent us a very nice note. Shelly made a very nice proposal to them. And matter of fact, I'll give Shelly her due that one of the, this is a big company, and one of the people that looked at the proposal sent Shelly the nicest email. They really did. He did, complimenting you on the fact that you did a great presentation, which she did, and I'm not bragging on her, but this is true. She did an excellent written proposal. She followed up with an excellently uh, uh, worded email. And the guy, this is a big dude. This guy's way up the food chain of this company and sent an email to you saying, you know, we got your presentation. We're going to take a look at it. But I just want to tell you that it was very well done. And I don't see things like this anymore. 
which is sort of it's sort of sad because of the fact that you know there was a time when you know before the digital world took over where people actually put things on paper and this was a proposal that shelley forwarded them via email and the proposal was a pdf and you opened it up and there it was so anyway we got a letter was it yesterday the day before from that company essentially saying yesterday saying we'd love to do business with you but we have two problems a we can't get enough of what we're selling and b we're selling too much and essentially they said that at the rate they're going they will be out of we won't name the product we they will be out of the product very soon and they will essentially be in a position where they will have lots of people saying i want to buy this and they don't have anything to sell so that's one category we have we have people like that who are doing fantastically if that's a word uh, their business is just kicking butt a lot of you know like home home remodeling um you know renovation um people putting decks on you know stuff like that um you know it was pest control i told you that dan the bug man at dnr pest control told me it's the best year he's ever had so those clients are with us and some of those clients have stopped advertising with us because they've told us frankly they can't handle the business. Their business has just exploded. Okay. Yes. That's they, they, that's what they tell us. Right. Yes. That's and and I agree. There are certain businesses. I mean, remember, like for example, the camp the campers. Do you know like like campers RVs? They're like crazy. People are buying campers left and right because you can't fly anywhere. So what do you do? You buy a camper. You buy a motorhome, and you go on your vacation that way. So you don't fly and things like that. Okay. That's that's classification number one. There's three classes. Classification number two is where their businesses have had their butts kicked and their business, you know, like a lot of restaurants due to regulations, you know, so many restaurants were closed. Um, You know, that's category number two. And they've stopped advertising because they claim they can't afford it. And we tell them, hey, now's when you need to pour it on because you need to promote the daylights out of your business to try to get people back in. And category number three are the people who really haven't had the pandemic thing impact their business that much. Would you agree? Three classes, one, one class yes. that they're, they're doing, they're, 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 you know, the pandemic has just put their business on steroids. The other yes. business is their business is on COVID-19, which means they're getting their butt kicked and they're, you know, there's nothing. And then the third classification is people are just like, well, it hasn't really changed. Now, you go through some of these categories and like the car business. The problem in the car business right now is a lot of the dealers can't get new cars because of the fact that the plants were shut down for a while. You know, when we had the, you know, in the height of the COVID-19 thing back in, in you know, April and May and June where everything was shut down. Um, look at the travel industry, you know. I mean, poor Jan Travel. Remember we talked to her? You haven't talked, have you talked to her lately? I have. I saw her the other day. How's she doing? It's, it's, she's doing good. Um, people are wanting to get away now, so that's kind of picking up. But still. But she's always, you know, it's it, it's not like it was. That's what I was going to say. Her business yeah. is, she's yeah. one of them that for a while, her business literally stopped because every, the airline stopped flying the whole bit. Okay. So then, uh, you know, and, and it's sad because of the fact that, that the airline industry is just, you know, they're talking about there's a Trump, there's a deal where they're supposed to give the airline industry another $25 billion. Um, and, you know, an interesting story about that is that the congressmen, um, a lot of the congressmen have pushed the uh, this bailout, another bailout of the airline industry, mainly because of the fact that, the, and, and a stipulation is that they can't delete 
any airports. In other words, if you have the small little airports, like, you know, for example, you know, we've got Lambert, which is a big airport with not too many planes coming in and out anymore. But uh, an airport like in in um, in Columbia and Jefferson City, they have airports, but, you know, there's not much going on there. Um, there's an airport down in Branson, same thing, not much going on down there. But yet the regulations that the airline industry, uh, you know, got when they got the money is that they can't cut those flights. So they may be flying planes in the Branson with like three people on it, you know, because in fact they have to run that and they're losing money on it. But that was the stipulation. The government gave them money if they kept flying all the routes. So anyway, it's just been, you know, and, and I have to tell you, it's one of these things where, where, God, it's so frustrating. I've been in business. I, I went into business full time in 1984. So this is year what? 36 <laughs> for me? 36, 84 to 90. Would be, yeah. So you thir- were on the 30- air coming out of the womb. No, no. I went into business for myself in 1984 when I started my traffic. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I went full time into business for myself. Walked away from a full time job. Matter of fact, uh, to this day, um, I remember my father in law having a little talk with me because. Um, my son was born, uh, my first son, 1984, August 18th, born, um, died, brought him back to life, was in the NICU at St. John's uh, for two weeks. I quit my job with my son still in the NICU, and my father-in-law was not happy with me. And uh, anyway, so, you know, and went on. And what was your job and what were you told? Well, I was, I was, uh, I was, uh, you know, I worked at the old, you know, KSOQ slash one ninety eight. I understand that, but what, 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 what business did you start? My traffic network business, because the, they grounded the helicopter. I was flying traffic. I was one of the helicopter guys. I started my business in nineteen eighty four. I knew that. I yeah. was just wanting you to say it again. Literally, the day after uh, my first day on the air is is doing my traffic network was the day after whatever the day that was. The day after uh, Labor Day in nineteen eighty four, whatever day that was. I don't know, sixth, seventh, something like that. And been doing it ever since, uh, as far as my own business. You know, the radio stations, my own business. You know, and went through. I you know, and the crazy thing is, I started my business in nineteen eighty four and didn't even realize there was a recession going on in nineteen eighty four. Uh, but anyway, just kept moving forward. Went through the 9-11 thing. Went through the 2008-2009 meltdown. This is the worst, you know? And because of the fact that it just doesn't end. It just keeps going on. There's still negative stuff. And I, I do believe more and more every day that, you know, we should just say, eh, screw it. Everybody just go back to normal. You know, people go, oh, my God, you can't say that. People are going to die. They're going to get the virus. I mean, you look at the numbers. You know, I mean, like what Mike Pence had last night, the one thing was they, he talked about that, that they said that, that the H1N1 virus, what was that, 2010, 9, something like that, uh, that were like 60 million people in the United States had it. 60 million people. And thank goodness it wasn't nearly as, as a compromising virus as, you know, what this C19 can be. But still, 60 million people. Can you believe that? Isn't that a song? 60 million people. Yeah, there's a guy that, uh, you know, is on a long board with a... Like, uh, imagine a, all the people. With a bottle of, of Ocean Spray Cranberry Juice. By the way, I just <laughs> I just read that story. That's that the Dream song, if you know what we're talking about, there's this TikTok video of this guy. The guy's name is 
Doggy 408 or something like that. And all it is is him on a longboard, you know, playing these Fleetwood Mac dream song with uh, Stevie Nicks doing the, you know, the vocals. And he's on his longboard, and then he starts gulping down some cranberry juice, motion spray cranberry juice. And then he starts singing along with the song, like lip-syncing it. And it's gotten like 18 million views on TikTok, and it's taken over, and it's crazy. And now that song, I think last week, was number one on the iTunes download. And on the Rolling Stone, I didn't even know this. Did you ever know there's a thing called the RS100, the Rolling Stone 100? They they do it on a weekly basis. It's like American Top 40, but it's like the Rolling Stone 100. And it was 28 on the Rolling Stone for, uh, 100, a song that was done in, in 43 years ago. 43 would be what? 43 would be uh, 70, 77. Is that right? 77? Does that sound right? 43 years ago? 40 years ago would be would be 80, so 43 would be 77. So, yeah. Oh, well. Okay, we done? I think we're done. Although, I do want to say something. Mm. This is really stuck in my craw. Okay. That somebody said that I was QAnon. <laughs> we'll talk about that tomorrow. <laughs> okay, because it's really like in there. <laughs> I told you that. Was that yesterday I told you that? Yes. <laughs> and the crazy thing about that is it's like, it, it, here, here's the thing. Here's here's what's happened to our whole society, okay? If you and I would go on, up. No, if you and I would go out on the street and we would stop, we would say, okay, we're going to stop the next 50 people. And downtown St. Louis used to be able to do that pretty quick. Now it would take you probably three days to find 50 people. But anyway, if we were to stop 50 people and say, do you know what QAnon is? I bet you 49 of them would have no idea. They'd go like... That's not the point. How would you feel if somebody said that about you? I could care less. I mean, people say things about me all the time. I mean, people tell me I'm this, I'm that, you know. I mean, you know, ask Brian Richardson. He'll tell you. He'll tell you all sorts of things about me, you know. I'm an ex-con, you know. It's 823. Everybody have a great, great day. I went to... I went to it's the Thursday, right? I went to the moon and urinated on the moon. You know, I mean, he'll say all sorts of nice things about me. Yeah, again, <laughs> it's six. It's oh, sorry, it's eight twenty-four. Are, are we? Are we done? Get out of here. We are stick a fork in us. We are done. I can't talk. Have m- a great day, everybody. What? I can't talk more about Brian Richardson. Have a great day, everybody. This has been <laughs> Shelly and Brad. You've been listening to uh, BS in the morning on Westplex one zero seven one. Peace. You really, you really want to go? I mean, we can't have more yeah. fun. No. Okay. Are Are you trying to give me a hint? As if it wasn't slapping you upside the head. Yes. <laughs> okay. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Talk to you tomorrow.